Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Christy and I are blessed to have you in our Soul Talks community. This podcast is sponsored by Soul Shepherding, which is a nonprofit ministry. And we help pastors and missionaries and all kinds of leaders to thrive with Jesus in their life and in their ministry. And we do that through resources like this podcast, also our spiritual direction and coaching services, and different ways that we train people uh, in their life and leadership uh, to be healthy in their faith and in their feelings uh, and their intimacy with God. And we especially do that through our institute and our spiritual direction certificate program, but also as we go out to visit to churches and mission groups, uh, which we, we love to do. So your donations help to uh, subsidize this ministry. Most of our revenue comes through donations. So we really appreciate your consideration and your prayers uh, and uh, donations to Soul Shepherding. Also, whenever you purchase a resource or a service, that revenue goes into the same place that helps this ministry to keep going and growing as we follow Jesus together, reaching uh, more and more pastors and missionaries and other leaders who are reaching literally hundreds, thousands of people with the gospel of Jesus and doing that in a way that they are, are healthy in their faith and in their feelings and in their relationships. Thanks so much. Let's have a soul talk. It's always fun to meet you. Sometimes we get to meet some of you. We had a fun story where we spontaneously were leading the Institute Retreat in Atlanta, and one of the pastors and his wives who were there went to a nearby coffee shop. They were working on one of the exercises in their notebooks. They were having a soul talk. And having a soul talk yeah, about were, it. Yeah. yeah. And somebody else at the coffee shop said, hey, hey, what are you doing? It was all interested in it. And they said, oh, you know, we're here with the Soul Shepherding. Soul Shepherding, we listen to their podcast. So that was so fun just to find, you know, we find listeners in places we never expect. So that was a little Little town outside of Atlanta. We were on 63 acres in a retreat center, Houston, Atlanta. And uh, yeah, so awesome to connect with people all over the place who are following Jesus with us. So thank you for following Jesus with us and joining in for another Soul Talk. We heard from one of you asking us, you mentor, you mentor couples and families, which is thank you. That's such a beautiful work. And reached out and asked, hey, do you have anything simple for couples who are in the midst of busy family life, kind of a rule of life, a rhythm of life, or spiritual disciplines that are simple and sustainable for them to practice together. And we thought, wow, th this is totally what God led us to do. And as young couples, both getting our doctorates and how to be able to practice some disciplines together that were doable in the midst of a lot of commitments, trying to work full-time jobs and being in school full-time. And yet married and wanting to grow together in Christ. And, and then, then in raising our kids. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then now empty nesters with grandchildren and a, a ministry that has lots and lots that of time and engagement from us. And yet it's still so important for us to put priority on our own formation in Christ. So we have developed some rhythms and simple spiritual disciplines that are sustainable for us, even in the midst of traveling or kids coming back with grandkids in the home or just you and I, all the different rhythms that we find ourselves with. And so we thought we'd have us all talk about that today. I love that. Th thank you for um, 
that question, and we just all of you, please send your your questions. What would you like us to share on on Soul Talks or share your experiences with us? We it's just a blessing to interact with you. So there's kind of seven S's that we've found as we've looked at. Well, what what is our rule of life that we practice together spiritually? Why don't you share what those seven S's are, and then we'll talk a little bit about them. Spiritual retreats. Those happen less often, the least often, take kind of the most intention, the mm-hmm. biggest investment. Yeah, ideally taking a few days to uh, get away uh, individually or as a couple. If you do it individually, to take turns is great. And then to share with each other about your experience on retreat. Or to do it, we really, our vision for this came from, we would take little vacations or a weekend away where my parents would watch the kids and instead of making it just a vacation, we'd be intentional to lean into it, to make it a spiritual retreat. Maybe we'd read a devotional classic together and talk about it, or meditate on a passage of scripture together and talk about it. Just have a lot of time for soul talks. Maybe sometimes in a weekend, it was just sharing our kind of our peaks and our pits and reflecting on that together and praying together about that. But being intentional, even just on a vacation, it wasn't like we were going to some formal retreat at a retreat center led by somebody. And in, in the midst of the, uh, having a fun time, so we're yeah. in a beautiful place, yeah. we're walking the beach, we're maybe watching movies, going to nice restaurants. So it, it's not like we're in, in a monastery necessarily. Right. We did some of those too, mm-hmm. but it was more just having some spiritual intentionality that's yes. uh, embedded into the time so that it's uh, it's Christ-centered, it's enriching, and we're, we're really connecting not only with the Lord, but with each other. And there's a, a spiritual intimacy that's been really good for us that we're nurturing there too. So that's spiritual retreats. That's the first S. And then uh, these are going to get into uh, larger units of time and into smaller. Sabbath, a weekly Sabbath day, a day of rest, a day of, of worship, a day of... Not being productive, not not doing uh, work, not doing some of the normal stuff like uh, shopping and commerce and uh, busyness and activity and, and noise, but having a day that's that's uh, family oriented, where there's time to rest, there's um, maybe some more time for scripture meditation or quiet prayer, uh, but just a day to, to to quiet ourselves and experience being a human being without all the schedule of productivity and all the stuff that needs to be accomplished. We've done several podcasts on that as well, because that's a big subject in and of itself. Harder to do if you have kids, of course, yes. to, to get rest, because parenting, you can't take a Sabbath from parenting. No. So the, the work of family, the work of love continues, Very but much. it's Sabbath doesn't have to be all or nothing, right. and it's not a, a legalism. It doesn't have to be a rigid thing. But when we had kids, one of the ways we did this was, in small ways, was going to church together on Sunday mornings, and then we had a family night every Sunday night. So that meant that I didn't have to worry about dinner. We took turns who picked where we ate or what we ate, because sometimes it was takeout ordering pizza, and doing an activity together as a family. And each each child would take a t- get a turn to pick what they wanted to do, and it could be just watching a movie, it could be playing a game, it could be going uh, miniature golf or... Uh, anything that, that that child particularly wanted to do, and then each one got their turn. So yeah. they loved that. And it was connective for us, and it was worshipful in the sense that we were we were doing it together and grateful to be together with the Lord on, on Sunday. It wasn't a time to be doing sports, for them to be having play dates. It was 
time to just be together. And we were able to simplify by limiting the number of the kids' activities, which is a really hard thing to mm-hmm. do. And it seems like it just gets harder and yeah. harder in, in our society. We just keep cramming in more more stuff for learning, more more activities with sports or music or art or after school learning. And so it's all good stuff, but it, it can we can get pretty frenetic <laughs> in our pace of life as a family. And that, that really works against Sabbath. So as much as possible to the limit, so that at least on Sunday there isn't all those activities and we can have some have some slowness and some time yeah. to, to be together. Yeah, and just in case somebody were to idolize and romanticize what we're saying, there were definitely family nights that were conflictual uh-huh. and where it didn't feel very restful. It, it felt difficult, but it was worth it to keep to that rhythm because more often than not, they were really a, a good thing for us. So we have a periodic discipline with spiritual retreats. So we have a weekly discipline with a Sabbath day, a day, a day of rest, uh, which ideally you pick the same day uh, every week. Um, Sunday would, is the traditional Sabbath, obviously, but for pastors, it's probably not Sunday because right. they're giving everybody else a Sabbath. Uh, but it's helpful if it's not Sunday that it's the same day, so there's some regularity to it. Uh, and then now we get into some daily disciplines. We're going to have three daily disciplines amongst these seven S's, seven uh, uh, aspects of a rhythm of life. So the first is Scripture. To be in God's word each day is a value that we've had, and we uh, do that. Like right now, we're reading through uh, the New Testament uh, in the same translation, the Passion Translation, and we'll often we'll have little conversations about uh, things that we've noticed or learned or felt from the Scripture reading and uh, listen to each other, maybe pray together. And so that's uh, one way we do scripture. And as a family, we had uh, some family devotionals that we did. And that, that, that was uh, an experience because it was difficult to f- sort of find the, the family devotion rhythm that works. And after some frustrations with trying different systems, different books, uh, I developed a system for us that was super simple. And now it's, it's very similar to what we put together in our Soul Talk cards. We're just super simple with just one scripture and a question about it. And discussing it around the dinner mm-hmm. table. That's what we did. Yeah, and that's we, our, our journey of the soul, soul talk cards, really does recreate the family devotionals that we had in the sense of that simplicity, just one one scripture and one soul talk question. And then being flexible If when you have kids, uh, little kids, school-age kids, teenagers, <laughs> in any of those situations, the, the, the amount of time and attention they have before they get squirrely or there's... Conflict might not be a lot, and so that's why you want to keep it really short and sweet, but have it flexible so that when they are interested, it could go a little longer. And then we always had to involve the kids, so one of the kids would read the scripture or ask the question, and we would try to draw them out so that it's not like uh, mom or dad are giving a sermon, <laughs> and the kids are feeling pinned to their chair. Or there's like this long reading, even even if it's a, a, a great reading from a book that's got stories in it, it still feels like something the kids have to do. And the other thing we did was, is it, missing a day was okay. Right. It, it, it wasn't a legalism. Right. And so the, the kids came to really like that. It came to just be part of uh, our family culture. And and we, we wrapped it around sharing the peak and pit, like you mentioned at the start of this podcast, Christy. But that's where we just, everybody goes around the table and says... You know, what's your, what was your peak and your pit today? Your high and your low. And everybody gets a chance to share uh, something from their day and be listened to, receive empathy. 
And that's actually part of the discipline of examine from the Ignatian exercises, but we just practice it real simple and put it in the kids' language. And we still do that. We still often will share our high point, our low point, our peak and our pit from the day, our desolation, our consolation. Those are all words to describe that and to listen with empathy. Yeah. So the examine, if you're not familiar with that, it's, it's the examine, E-X-A-M-E-N, the examine of consciousness. So it's not the examination of conscience, like where did I sin today? It's a, a different angle where we're looking at, well, how did I sense God's presence today? And so that's, that's implicit in how we would gauge in conversation with the kids, but we would just keep it real, a real soft toss of just sharing about your day and your experience. But then as we would listen, we would listen prayerfully and now and again, make a comment about uh, God's presence in that or a spiritual aspect of that and just see if that could help them connect with God in that situation. So now we've gotten into talking about another S. The soul talks, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's another daily rhythm for us uh, personally uh, and in our marriage and in our family is to have a soul talk every day. And that that's, eventually gave birth to this podcast a number of years ago. And so, yeah, that's uh, how would you describe soul talks, Christy? What does that mean to you? Just sharing what's stirring in our soul or what's troubling our soul or what longing in our soul, connecting about something that's personal and meaningful, not gossipy, not talking about somebody else, not talking about politics or weather, unless we're talking about our reaction to it, like how how it's affecting us and, and our thoughts and feelings and interactions. Yeah, so not so much about our opinions. We all have opinions about things or even our perceptions. We all have perceptions about things and it's, and it's natural to share those. But in a soul talk, you're, you're really going deeper into your personal experience. So you used words, Christy, like emotions and longings or desires or, or needs. And so it's, it's self-disclosure. It's inviting someone to understand what it's like to be me. But it could even be starting from something in my body. You know, I have a, a pain in my body or I, or like now, I, you've been hearing me, lots of soul talks talking about how I've lost my taste and smell from having COVID this summer. And, you know, sometimes I'll, we'll start a soul talk just based on me sharing my, a little bit of my grief with that. Yeah. And so how is that different than complaining? Well, because I'm not, I'm not just venting, although I might do a little bit of that. I'm ask, I'm, I'm lamenting, I'm, I'm grieving, but I'm not without hope. I'm not without mm-hmm. looking for what's God doing through this in my life. How, how am, how can I access the Lord in this? Or I'm directly asking you to empathize with me about this because I'm feeling just sad and alone and like doesn't matter to anybody else but me. I'm just all alone with that. And if I share it, then I get light. It lifts from me. So you're taking ownership of your experience and your emotions and what you need. So you're not like externalizing and just blaming, fuming, getting on all these irritations. That would be complaining. And it's not a sin to complain. It's natural to complain. And maybe that's where we begin a soul talk is with some complaints about something. But for it to really become a soul talk, we're going to move away from externalizing, meaning talking about the external situation and what's wrong and what we wish was different, to talking about the internal experience personally that I'm having 
what I feel and what I need. And now that becomes bonding. So you mentioned like lament or sadness, because now I'm I'm being personal and I'm asking for you to enter into that sadness with me. I'm seeking comfort. And so that that's bonding, that's facilitating a connection. And we, uh, it's, we can experience God in that readily. And oftentimes our soul talks will start with just something like, how have you experienced God today? Or which is the great question of spiritual direction. That's what that's what uh, our spiritual directors ask people when you talk to one of the soul shepherding senior spiritual directors. They're basically going to say, so have you sensed God's presence in your life recently? And there's a hundred ways to ask that question, but we're, we're moving towards someone with interest in their, their daily uh, life experience, their feelings, but we're looking for, well, where is God in that? Well, and the, the answer to that question in a soul talk is emotionally honest because there are many times when the answer to that question for me would be, hmm, I haven't. <laughs> okay, so why is the kind of the, then I get the opportunity to say, okay, where did I miss God? Because he was present with me today. So how did I not experience it? And why did I not? Sometimes our soul talk will just be about that. Yeah, maybe, in other words, maybe in that stressed. situation. I've been distracted. I've been working hard. I've been focused on other people. I've been, you know, too. Too depressed to notice it. Whatever you know, it's different depending upon the day. What the why would be? And can, so confessing those uh, feelings or shortcomings or stresses can help you then to experience God's presence. It can, and oftentimes I, one of the ways I'll experience is your presence as I'm getting in touch. Your presence with me, even in asking the question, or as I'm getting in touch with the answer to it. So if I give good empathy, then I'm paying attention to your feelings through my feelings. And so that sense of my presence helps you to be emotionally present and then helps you to feel God's presence. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, Soul Talks and that's uh, part of our rhythm of life. That's our fourth S of the seven S's here. That is, it's really pretty simple once you learn it. These are things to... To practice, but as you practice them, they're they're very simple to do. We we don't need to say, oh, today I'm gonna I need to remember to read scripture, or today I need to remember to have a soul talk. We've trained ourselves, and we we do that. There's lots of ways to interact with God's word. It's not just sitting at my desk and doing my Bible reading. That's that's one way that that I do it. That's a great way. But I've got scripture memorized, and so I might reflect on a scripture that I've memorized while I'm taking a walk or while I'm taking a shower. And so there's lots of ways. In bed, or when I wake up and I'm not, you know, in the middle of the night and it's dark and it's not time to get up yet. We've been having more times like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as we, as we get older, we have more, more times laying in bed, don't we? Yes. And that can be a time for reflecting on scripture that we've memorized and letting that cultivate into prayer. But so can standing in line or waiting in the car for picking up your kids at school or at a soccer practice or in line at a store. There's all kinds of opportunities to engage with scripture that you've got memorized in your daily life. And so that, that oftentimes that's what scripture engaging with scripture looks like for us. We've also done things to share and engage with scripture as a family, like you put together our visual devotion cards, which we have available and use on our retreats and, and with churches. But we've used those personally, devotionally. That's what all of the, our social media resources come out of our rhythm of life personally, what's blessed us. Yeah, those are four sets of visual devotions that go through um, rhythms, journey, playful, and rescue are the four themes, and they each are tied to different scriptures. And just simple 
pictures from uh, photographers that are very um, emotionally evocative, uh, interesting, uh, engaging, and uh, tie into scripture. And so uh, that's a simple exercise where you pick a scripture and you pick a card, a visual devotion card with a picture, and uh, then there's a scripture on the back that connects to it. But you, you have a way to just simply say, well, what, what feelings does this stir in me? Or how do I relate to this? Or how is this uh, impacting my, how is this reflecting something that's going on in my life today that I'm struggling with or hoping for? And so then you, you can share that picture with your friend or your family or your small group and say, well, I, I picked this visual devotion card and here's how I relate to that. And here's what I'm feeling, or here's what I sense God might be inviting me into. So it's a simple way to have a soul talk. We do this in every one of our Soul Shepherding Institutes. The first day of the Institute, each Institute week is five days, and the first day we do do a visual devotions experience because it just it just always works uh, really well for people and, and for our groups to help us settle into a, a time of um, appreciating God's presence and doing that together. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be a big elaborate thing that's overwhelming or intimidating, even the little things, they, they count, they matter, they add up. Yeah. So those visual devotions like the Journey of the Soul, Soul Talk cards, those are helps for having a soul talk and also a little scripture meditation. And you can find those in the Soul Shepherding store on our website. So then we come to the fifth S, songs. And this is uh, singing uh, worship songs, uh, singing psalms. We, we like to sing the different psalms, uh, some of the, our favorites that we've just put a tune to, and just to rejoice in the Lord or even to lament with something that's sad. Some of the best songs are sad songs, and we express our heart to God. But uh, each day to, to, to worship God with the reality of what we're experiencing or, or who God is and how we're uh, thanking Him and appreciating Him. And then the seventh S. The sixth S is statio. And that's a word we get from the monks. And it, it, it means, uh, it's a Latin word for station. And it's like, c- come to your station early to, uh, to be prepared, to pray, to reflect, to, um, be, to welcome somebody into a situation, uh, just, to be, just to be ready and to be conscientious of other people. Uh, it's not a... a uh, it relates to punctuality, but it's really more about prayerfulness and having margin. And, and being unhurried. It helps us to be unhurried if we have a rhythm of life where our goal is to arrive early and if we can learn to find meaning and uh, even comfort or strength in being early and waiting. And it's learning to tap into God's presence in the waiting and to pray and be intentional about what you're going into, to, to be doing that with the Lord, to be present to the Lord with you. And I, I learned about this discipline um, many years ago from studying some of the, the old monks. And I practice this discipline because it's a medicine for me because it's, uh, it's, I'm not good at this. <laughs> uh, but uh, practicing and training with this over the years has really helped me and I'm better, but I still don't always, I'm, I'm not always like early. Sometimes I'm running late and cause it's, it's a problem that I have that I'm idealistic and I try to do too much. And, and so I have to keep checking myself, but that, that's the point of Stasio is that you're, we're, we're breaking our, 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 or dividing 
our life down into units of time. So we started with a very big unit of time with like a spiritual retreat, and now we're at like an event. And so there's perhaps multiple events or meetings or, or gatherings that are happening in a day. And so hopefully before each one, I have, have a reset point to just offer a quick prayer to the Lord, just to, to recollect, you know, where am I in the day? How, how am I doing with being in tune with God's presence and doing what I'm doing in the easy oak of Jesus? So that's Stasio. And then the seventh one is Selah. Selah. The word of the psalmist. 71 times in the Psalms, the psalmist says Selah, which probably means pause, to reflect, to pray. And it's, it's a great word that helps us to practice God's presence moment by moment. And so to help with this, I've memorized just a, a bunch of a breath prayers from the Bible, just little verses or uh phrases or a paraphrase from a verse that just simple things like be still and know that I am God, Psalm 46.10, or in Christ alone my soul finds rest from Psalm 62, or uh, the simplest of all, thank you, Lord, from Jesus' prayer in the, the uh, Easy Oak passage, Matthew 11, 25 to 30, he says, thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And so I just pray, thank you, Lord. And uh, breathing in, I say, thank you, breathe out, say, Lord, because I need to breathe in God's grace and I need to breathe out all my, my stress and my straining and, and to relinquish and submit to God. And so those two movements of receiving God's goodness and letting go of my desire to control things or make things happen, uh, reminding myself of that. And so I've done some training with uh, spending five, ten minutes at a time, some cases much longer than that, but just repeating a breath prayer over and over until it just gets so deep in me that I don't even need to think about it and start to develop a habit so that then I learn as I'm going through my day at different points, I shoot up these little breath prayers and often I do this without even intending to do so, uh, without planning to do so, but I have a habit now. And so that's where we want to be, where we have a habit it's like, oh, yeah, because when you hear yourself in your mind say the breath prayer, it's like, oh, yeah, I can pray. <laughs> and so we need habits in the spiritual life. So, yeah, so the seven S's, spiritual retreat, Sabbath, scripture, lots of different ways, soul talk, songs, statio, S-T-A-T-I-O, and Selah. It's, so, it's been very life-giving for us and very simple and sustainable for us. And it's fun to share it together. See, mm -hmm. that's the point yeah. here. Uh, with your, your spouse, if you're married, or with a friend, uh, if you have kids in the ho home, you can invite them into some of this, and it just makes life uh, funner. It makes it more meaningful. It makes it more intimate when we're able to have a sense of where where, where God is in our midst and appreciate that. And we, we have great soul talks, too, just even talking about today I was meditating on this scripture, or today I've been praying this breath prayer and kind of, well, how's it helped you? Or has it been hard for you to do? Or has it been a grace? And just even those kind of things. And then oftentimes we're feeding off of the fruit of each other's spiritual discipline as we're sharing that. And we, we encourage one another. We take heart from each other, one another. Right. So your insight from God or your connection to God or even your spiritual wrestling and experience of desolation, when you share that with me, that helps me connect with God's presence. And so I'm, I'm feeding off the fruit of your meditation or your experience. 
I, we need to wrap this up, but but just before we do, so some someone listening to me, oh, I wish I could have this kind of a spiritual relationship with my spouse or uh, my my child or or uh, my friend, but we got too much tension, or it's not that deep or that that personal, and I think especially like so, like in the situation with with couples, what we have found time and again, Christy, is that. The way into a better relationship is actually it, sometimes we just we get stuck with our conflict resolution, and uh, we we need to like step out of that that pattern and find some times to to be together just in a friendship way that that's personal, that's vulnerable, that's real, and and put some deposits in each other's soul, each other's uh, marital bank account, and that bonding that that generation of some warmth and and some trust then helps us when it comes time to those difficult conversations where there's conflict and so that's that's the value of these simple conversations where we where we lean into something so how, how did it feel for you as you, you were reading god's word today or what was it like for you in the church service today did what was it that encouraged you? And so these sorts of personal conversations that, that, that build connection and then listening with, with, a, with a, a, a warm heart and with a curiosity and uh, asking some questions and reflecting back the feelings and offering that empathy, that can really build the bond in the relationship, which then helps us in the times of stress or conflict. Jesus, how thankful we are that you lead us in this way, that in our relationship with you, you draw us into deeper love for each other. And so we pray that for our listeners, Lord, that you would guide them by your spirit in engaging with some of these simple disciplines and sharing them with a, with a loved one, with a friend, and that you would grow them in that bond of love in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 